welcome, welcome. <laughs> Oh, What's that? <laughs> we're okay. So, Chad, let's talk about this. Okay. Where's our? How is our viewership and how is our listeners? It's 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 going down, right? Yeah, it's going down. It's been going down for like six months to a year. When did you start belching on Q? Well, all I can say is it works for Howard Stern, so I'm like maybe it'll help us. Yeah, you're not Howard Stern. Neither I am know. I. I don't have the hair. No. Or yeah, the that's, glasses. That's, that's the difference. Or the personality, or the height, or the weight. You're probably skinny as Howard. Oh, no. He's way skinnier than me. I don't know. I think you guys should get in the skinny jeans off. <laughs> Do you think it's because we also don't have a Robin? I don't mean Howard Stern's assistant. I mean a boy No, Wonder. like an actual bird. Actually, I meant the boy Wonder. Just to have him run by in tights occasionally. You know, just something for the kids. James, we're, three, we're, really... th- we're, we're three Baba Booies with no Stern. You're, you're Picadillos, bud. Sometimes. All right, so today we're going to talk about something that I had a hard time with because I just said yes. Yeah. I mean, this is like episode 233, 234. We've been phoning it in people for a while. Yeah, you, you think pay. that's why viewership's going down? We keep saying we're phoning it in. No, I think. Uh, no, I think I, they can tell. They, I think they, that's what yeah, I think the show, I actually think the show's the same. It's just they've changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, or or they kept saying, "Oh, they'll hit their stride eventually," and they're like, <laughs> "There's no, no stride. No, 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 there's no, there's stride. no stride." So, I we're on the back side of forty and on the short side of time. <laughs> Anybody else want to burst in the song? Just me. Yeah, back right, to man. what I was saying, folks, is that this topic is we're going to do ninja films, ninja yeah. movies, ninja movies, and turns out I'm not a big fan. And you know what? It turns out, not me either. But it was your and idea. And it turns out, I'm not going to talk about films because there's only about two that I saw that I was like, yeah, I could talk about that. Yeah. So well, it turns out so, the first thing I'm going to talk about is in a film either, James. So there good. you go. So yeah, we're just talking about ninjas then. Well, <laughs> I just, I couldn't find three no, ninja it, movies I liked that were so teenage. Oh, three ninja movies. You All love right. them, three ninjas. <clears throat> of the uh, bastard. If you... If you seriously, if you take away the Teenage Mutant variety, uh-huh. there's a ton of Hong Kong films. I don't even know, but that's not even ninja. A lot of well, you're, martial you're, arts. you're yeah, leaving out. You're leaving out uh, a ton of them, Joe. Uh, there's ninjas in uh, Citizen Kane. Uh, there's ninjas in uh, Space Cowboys, but they're just really good at hiding. They're ninjas, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. If, if you look for it, Google it sometime. Citizen Kane, and then in quotes, Ninja Cut. So let's be honest. I, you, you'll, you'll, it'll show you where they're all hidden. It's a, it's a great website. So Go let's ahead, be honest. Dude. This is my fault because this is your fault. No, this oh, is yeah, my no, fault. It's, your fault. <laughs> it's my fault because I wanted to talk martial art films, but when I started thinking about martial art films, there's a ton of them that I like, and I really wanted to kind of sink, like, kind of separate it into various other segments that we're going to spread out across various episodes and i was like well ninjas is a good topic to start on and boy was i wrong (laughs) so wrong yeah so wrong wrong, but so so pretty but you know at the same time though i was easily able to pick out three movies that i enjoy admittedly one of them is good i'm not gonna okay i'm not gonna sugarcoat this that two of the movies that i picked are trash can i can i do a prediction can i pull what who what did johnny carson do who, the oh, great oh uh chris oh jesus Kreskin. 
Kreskin. Yeah, the great Kreskin. Let me, let me just Kyle's see if I can do Kreskin. this. Whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, let me just, let me, let me try. Let me try see if I can do this. Chad's picks will be uh, Three Ninjas, uh, uh, American Ninja with Michael Dudikoff. And, Why are you doing this? We have to, this is the whole and, point. No, 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 hold on. And uh, something probably with Chuck Norris. Cannon, something Cannon. Oh my God, you're such an asshole! You got no, one. That wasn't right. canon. They changed the they changed the whole gestalt. You got one of them right. You got one right. of them right. All right. Well, that was just my. Pre- I just wanted to see if I was getting better or worse with time. A three a three hundred thirty three batting average get you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, real quick, guys, we were talking about ninjas, and this is all apropos. The reason being is that I I, I sometimes sit and watch or listen to really more old YouTube clips, interview shows. I went through a lot of. Uh, a lot of different ones from the 60s and the 70s and and the other day johnny carson one came up it's been several johnny carson a lot of the clips are on there so like james you're talking about johnny carson guess who we had on the show in the mid 80s just take a guess chuck norris steven seagal now never guess it they had the lee van cleef you kids like the lee van oh my cleef. god that was gonna be the one i was gonna talk about you slimy son of a gun dude you just oh. did it to me so go screw yourself there no no it's funny when it happens to you when it happens to me it's a tragedy so lee van cleef is on the johnny carson show there they're uh they're they're talking there uh norm they're just talking and all of a sudden all of a sudden he's like you've got this new show and it's the 80s and he goes i do very seriously lee van cleef is about ninjas he goes yes it's about ninja and you know a lot is not even known about ninja and he's talking and describing ninja he won't say ninjas just ninja and being so serious and about the art of it i had no idea that he was on a show the show was created by the same guy it's called the master by the way actually it was released as a film overseas as master ninja and it has been riffed by Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, really? Well, yes, the they that, do an entire Master Ninja team. Well, hold on. Did you, did you know the creator of it created the Equalizer? Yes. Okay. What else did it, you know? it, It's kind of the same general plot. I mean, not the same plot, but, you know, the original Equalizer, he was part of a Secret Service agency, blah, blah, blah. He's a World War II vet. This is the same thing, except uh, the Master... Uh, um, uh, Lee Van Cleef plays Peter John Peter McCall. Hold on, this is mine. You hold on for a second. No, no. And I anyway, he, he stays. He stays after. Oh my God! In Japan, I just, I just found the best ninja movie of all time. This is a plot. This is a. I am not. Te- I'm teasing it. We'll talk about it at the end. He. Oh my anyway, God! He, he stays in. He stays in Japan after World War II ends. Uh, don't think about that too long, and yeah. ends up becoming a master ninja. That's that's literally the loose plot line. Go ahead, Joe. The, T- talk know, about I, talk about Bill Conti. I got I, Michael Sloan, not Bill Conti. Michael I know. Sloan Bill Conti created, did the theme song. Re- created the Equalizer, and but and he wrote on the original Battlestar Galactica, McLeod, Henry O'Quincy. But you know what? He's really guys. You guys will be really impressed. Do you know he wrote eighteen episodes? I mean, the, just the majority of BJ and the Bear. Oh. Really? Are you all impressed? That, by the way, who was it that said that show that that should have been the end of? The, oh, it was uh, it was um, John Oliver on uh, last week said that pretty much every year it should be no no no. BJ and the Bears still gets the Emmy. Sorry, 
you still haven't topped that show. Well, and it also the master starred Timothy Van Patten. If you don't know who that is, if you look him up, you'll it's be like oh. more importantly, Clue Gallagher, sir. Well, I hadn't got to you mean Clue Gallagher? No, Gallagher. They couldn't afford Clue Gallagher. <sighs> I've met Clue and you're Claude not Aiken's Demi Moore. It was one of Demi Moore's first role, role learning also to be a master ninja. James, you want to just go ahead and talk about this, bud? Because I seem to have hit some sort of Chad. Just get me out of this. <laughs> James, no, I, I, have you never seen it, Joe? Seriously? No, I've never seen the piece of shit. Oh, man. It used to air. Now, it, it, was, it on, came in in 1984. I can't yeah, imagine what I was doing. I didn't see it on 84. I didn't see it on 84. But There's only 13 episodes, dude. But USA, for some reason, in its early days, would just air them in a loop. Like they they picked it up to air, and obviously thirteen is not enough for syndication. So I can remember my dad watching them because he liked Lee Van Cleef because of westerns, and literally and Lee Van Cleef, and he he would play them or they I'm would play them. Hawk in in Escape from New York, uh, but they would play them, and so I remember watching them with my dad. And even when I was young, I'm like, well, that guy doesn't look like a ninja. And then it was like, he's not doing overly ninja stuff either. And I remember a van. No, I remember watching it. And then Mystery Science Theater 3000 did riff it. William Conti, Bill Conti, does do the soundtrack. Now, if you don't know who Bill Conti is, uh, you've never seen a film. Bill Conti did the soundtrack for um, Rocky is what a lot of people know him for. But he also did the soundtrack for The Karate Kid. For Your Eyes Only, that's a Bond film, Dynasty, and the sequel to Dynasty. Anybody remember the sequel to Dynasty, what it was called? No. The Colbys. Hmm. And uh, anyway, he won He won some of them uh, Academy Awards and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, somehow he ended up doing the Master Ninja theme song. And if you've ever seen them riff it on uh, Mystery Science Theater 2000, it deserves to be riffed. It's not a great film, but I just remember watching it. And the fact that it got released as a movie in some places blows my mind. Uh, but it's uh, it's an interesting premise about a guy just staying in Japan and learn to be a ninja before he comes back to America. And the, the overall arching plot of the series is his daughter's missing. Yeah. And he teams up with this guy to try to find his daughter and he starts to train him how to be a ninja as well. Uh, if I remember correctly, the opening credits has a scene where it's supposed to be Lee Van Cleef and it's obviously not walking over a high wire at one point it's just a flash scene in the credits or it's a part of an episode if it's not in the credits i really remember that scene though because i'm like that is obviously not lee van cleef great story oh no no tell us more about i don't know that guy that's not bill conti that you're talking about (laughs) if it ain't about bj and the bear i don't care all right jad was bear a ninja I'm Seems actually, like he could have been. I'm going to do what I normally do and talk about my favorite and then just work as it goes down as the show progresses. I want to talk about my favorite ninja movie. And it's pretty much in the title, Ninja Scroll. Yeah. Um, it is, um, it's probably one of my favorite animes, if not my favorite anime of all time. Uh, came out in 1993. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, basically it's about a masterless ninja. Excuse me, I got a cough real quick. He's Who I uh, back in a little yeah. while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he uses his Her skills. Tuberculosis. He, he uses his skills for profit, but gets thrown into an att- uh, gets thrown into an, an attempt to overthrow the government when he saves the life of a female ninja. Uh, 
and it is uh, it is some of the best animation I think I've ever seen in terms of the effects uh, because it's all about him trying to protect this woman um, and also just getting wrapped up in this constant uh, the this dark force trying to take over feudal Japan um, and every it, it follows a lot of the same premises that you see in a lot of these martial art films where he just constantly has to fight somebody with a a new set of skills you know a different set of skills like the mm -hmm. first person he fights is a man who is super strong who has the uh, skin of rock yeah and and how he uh and then it moves on to somebody who can like uh we weaves like really sharp strands of sharp fiber and cuts people in two um, and it all leads up to the, to a twist ending, which I, you know, I always like that. And especially when it's a twist ending, you don't see coming. And I really didn't see that one, um, on this one. Uh, I just really loved it. The, the animation style is great. And a lot of people around this time were into vampire hunter D, which I was never a fan of Joe. Remember we watched yeah, I it. I vampire hunter. You liked it. Cause I don't remember. I didn't. It's okay. For. I mean, it's, it's, it's not Akira. No. Um, and honestly, I prefer Ninja Scroll over Akira too, even though Akira, admittedly, animation wise, it's kind of the gold standard. Yeah, Akira is the gold standard. For um, but I, I, it's just not. It's never been my favorite. I never really got that involved in it. It doesn't make a whole few, hell of a lot of sense either. No, it doesn't, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why I had a hard time with it. Yeah. But Ninja Scroll is not like that. It actually tells a legitimate story. Um, and it led into a TV series, which I believe it or not, I have never seen. And it's been one of my goals to find a copy of the animated series of Ninja Scroll. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I love Ninja Scroll and I wanted to talk about it to begin with. So uh, if you haven't seen it, um, it is one of the best animes that I've ever made. I've ever seen period. And I, I, after I'd picked it up, I did look online for research on it. And a lot of people do put, I didn't realize this. A lot of areas put it in the top 10. So I, I was, I felt a little redeemed on that because I thought I was the only one. Me and Bryce Okway, I think, both like Ninja Scroll. All right, I'm up next because I'm just going to steal another one from James since James stole my last one and took it over. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick ones I know y'all won't pick now. We're going down a rabbit hole. No, Dude. you. I've got one, buddy. I'm keeping my tradition of I'm going to pick another movie I've never seen. I'm going to do that's what I'm going to do next because now I've got to see this. But go ahead. I wonder if it's the one I found, James. I've got to see this. My movie, my ninja movie, my movie with ninjas in it, stars Gig Young from Westerns, Burt Young. And you're like, who's Burt Young? God, that's Polly. Makeup. Rocky. My, is it going to be a Rocky, Rocky evening? We got Bill Conti. We got Paul Young. Robert Duvall. Bo oh my Hopkins. God. Bo Where you? Hopkins. And James Conn, directed by Sam Peckinpah. Oh, that's this right. One. The Killer Elite. I have never seen it. Did you know that this existed? No, did I, I didn't either. No, not until I, I I picked out my movies and I was doing research on them, and this came up. I'm like, I did not know this existed. That Sam Peckinpah did a ninja movie with James Cullen. And apparently, you either have to pay for it on Prime, or it looks like Pluto or somebody. If you get a, if a full thing, I I how the hell did did how the hell did, did Polly Mako and in Robert Duvall and Gig Young, I'm sorry. If here, let me tell you a story about Gig Young. If you don't know, who that is he's a famous Western actor. He was actually the original Waco kid 
for Blazing Saddles, Gig Young was. He's the one who had the shakes and the DTs and was sick. And that's the reason that Gene Wilder took over is because Gig Young, they shot a half a day and he couldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. The Killer Elite. You guys want to hear the plot? Yes, because I didn't look anything up on this. I just said, oh, my God. James Conn plays Mike Locken, who works for a private security firm affiliated with the CIA. Is betrayed by his partner and then left apparently crippled for life. Now, what the hell does that have to do with ninjas? Nothing. So, per- here's the poster Men Wanted, private company with CIA contracts, seeks men willing to risk life. Perfect physical condition. Well, that's us guys. Experience, yeah. experience with weaponry. I have weaponed my experience in incendiaries oh incendiaries like explosives karate judo no loyalties unless it's us in which case we totally want you to be loyal (laughs) i swear to god this shit runs itself no dependence nobody depends on me and long career doubtful james con robert duvall and sam peckaballs the killer elite guys we gotta watch this shit yeah put it on the list of things we have to watch when we're drinking our, our flaming hot cheeto mountain dew I don't think I'm going to do that. You're doing it. I get, I, don't <laughs> make us get it. out the I funnel, I don't even sir. like Flaming Hot Cheetos. Or I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah, well, life's hard by helmet. You guys. We'll play Living on the Edge, and then you'll chug a little shot glass of, of, of Flaming Hot Cheeto Mountain Dew. It only made a million dollars. I can't believe it didn't burn up the box office. Oh, a million, what, you say? I can't what, wait to talk about my next one. What year did you? Uh, what year did this get released? Nineteen seventy-five. Oh so man! So a lot of these people were famous off The Godfather. Yeah, and and Rocky would be a year, two years later, right? Seventy-six. Yeah. So Burt Young was about to blow up as Paulie. Polly from Rocky's gonna kick the shit out of some ninjas. Seriously, <laughs> how does this movie exist and we've never heard of it or seen it? I I don't know. I, I'm I feel like I've let everyone down. I know I've let myself down. Yeah, we I don't know how I, I missed this. I, I and I now I, I just have to see it. We have to see this. This is a priority. I bet James Kahn doesn't even remember this. No, I'm sure he does, and this doesn't want to acknowledge that it exists. All right, James, go ahead and you tell me all about your favorite movie, The Octagon. No, no, I've seen. I've not seen this film. Fair, fair, uh, fair warning. I've not seen this film, but since all my other ones seems to be running out, and since I don't know a lot of ninja films, I've watched a lot of like I guess kung fu films, but not ninja films. That that's my. That's what I'm saying. Um, Same here. Oh shit. That being said, I saw this title, and of course, I followed it down the rabbit hole because I'm like, well, I got to find out what this movie's like. Let me say two, let me do the taglines. Now, on the t- DVD box, this is the tagline. There's a lot of kicking in this film. The tagline that was on the movie poster is, and I wish I could give this the gravitas that it deserves. The true measure of a man lies not in realizing his destiny, but in having the courage to follow it, even if it means killing your long-lost brother. Mm. Here's okay. the storyline before I give you the title. An Irish-American, George McGoogle, wants nothing more than to grow up and become a ninja, 
In traveling to Japan to fulfill his dream, he finds his long-lost brother, Gertrude, and the secrets behind their father's death. Now a broken man, he returns to America, where an interview crew awaits to document his life story. By the way, the More Like This category only lists the three American Ninja films, because this film is called Irish American Ninja. <laughs> Hold on, it gets better, folks. By the way, this, I really I really thought James was going to bring up Jim Cotta. This film premiered in 1999 at the Southern Methodist University Film Festival under the earlier title, The Life of George McGoogle. Why is with all the pauses? Keep rolling. No, that's it. That's it's it? about a guy that goes to Japan, becomes a ninja, but then finds out his father's dead and that he meets his brother who's named Gertrude and then he becomes an alcoholic and comes home. That is the Irish American Ninja. Well, he's kind of stereotyping Irish people and ninjas. And how long is this movie? I think it's an hour and 14 good minutes. Okay. Um, well, yeah, yeah. And it stars, uh, let's see, Bill Seb Sebastian is George McGoogle. James Cable is Gertrude McGoogle. Uh, and that really, oh, and uh, Luke Anton Wilson is Black Ninja Master, which also may be stereotyping, and that's wrong. This sounds awful. Yeah, it does. Oh my God, what James! Is, at least Joe's is going to be awful, but it'll be intriguing because it's Sam. What is the villain's name? Is all caps bad guy under bridge? Why <laughs> did it that why, face? Why wasn't Laser that an face. action figure? Can you imagine how many kids would have loved to play with bad guy under bridge? Well, so actually, probably unfortunately, too many kids did get played with a bad guy under bridge. <laughs> oh, oh my God. No. Oh, you took my terrible movie reference. And by the way, if anybody that was involved in making this feels that we we have been unfair, it was written and directed and starred as George McGoogle, Bill Sebastian, and uh, Bill Sebastian um, ha has got on to make other things as well. So he's a director. He's more successful than I am. I probably shouldn't have made fun of his movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that followed up by the way his earlier short films and i'll just run through these really quick idea men short baghead love machine and robots are blue how did they know my name robots are blue baghead robots are blue <laughs> baghead's uh, funnier but to me robots are blue all right all right, all right. i am going uh to talk about a movie uh, who uh, is directed by Sam Furstenberg. You know him from such movies as Cyborg Cop 1 and 2, Motel Blue, uh, Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. And of course, his most popular film, other than the one I'm getting ready to mention, The Interplanetary Surplus Male and Amazon Women of Outer Space. That's just a poor copy of uh, Amazon, Amazon Women on the Moon. I am, of course, going to talk about what James ruined, uh, spoiled earlier, American Ninja. Now, just the first one, you aren't going to go through the gestalt of the franchise? I never made it through the first, other than the first one. I got, I got, I got about 20 minutes into the second one and stopped it. Um, yeah, no. It's so, on a couple, the second one's on a couple of lists, though, guys. American Ninja 2 is? Mm-hmm. It is. Ooh. I know. Oh, I, 
don't ask me i didn't watch american ninja keep going no i um, didn't know there were four of them i thought there were only three good lord yeah and he's he gets replaced in the i think after part two i don't think it's michael dudikoff after part two somebody fact check me on that uh to to steal to steal a quote from our our friend glenn um american ninja no it is uh, it is a canon film uh which most hacky uh, 80s martial arts films came from canon they really did oh my god there's so many um and american ninja is no exception uh it is about an american soldier uh who's on a base in the philippines who is secretly a ninja but he's keeping his whole life a secret from his art james there are five american ninja films sorry and chad you are correct he gets replaced in part three because it becomes David Bradley as the American Ninja, joined by Steve James and uh, Marjo Gortner. Well, Mar and Steve James has been in every one. I, I don't, I don't know about four and five, but he was, he was a, he was the. Um, oh wait, Mar- Dudikoff comes back for part four and joins <gasps> David Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. Oh my and, God! Let's put that up after the Killer Elite. Yeah, and then, no. and then in part five. It's uh, David Bradley by himself, but Pat Morita joins it. Mr. Miyagi himself, 1993. Huh. Yeah. Um, but no, so Steve James was a, he was the co-lead in American Ninja. And he, he was in a, if you know who Steve James is, you would look him up. You go, oh, that's Steve James. He was in a lot of canon films. He was, a, he was even a lot of the, the, the Chuck Norris films. He was in at least, I know he was in the Hero and the Terror. Uh, but uh, yeah, I watched. Which one was he? He was neither. Chuck Norris was the hero, and uh, oh God, Ega was the terror. Oh, uh, that would be um, Richard Bay- Bateshart. It's not Richard Bay. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's uh, the trap jaw, and by that yeah. I mean <laughs> Richard Keel. Thank you. God, it took. I don't know why that it, it took me a Are minute. You sure, to that's it. Richard Keel. Uh, look it up. I could be wrong. I don't think it is. I think it's the guy who's the the butler guy in Friday Night Part Two. But keep going. But by, by the way, yeah. Chad, sorry, this trivia just popped up on my screen. I wanted to share it. In an interview in 2012 with German media where they were promoting a special release of the film, Michael Dudikoff revealed the reason he sweated so much during the later fight scenes in the film is because he had malaria and they want to stop filming. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, and, and he is sweating a lot. And, uh, you know, and that's the funny part is he's supposed to be a ninja and he moves as stiff as any white man you've ever seen. <laughs> And the storyline makes no sense. Uh, it's all over the place. He's in the Philippines. He's sneaking out to see a woman. Uh, but at the same time, he's a, he's a ninja. And and then something involves his sensei where it just comes out of the blue. It is a terrible film. But, it, 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 but you can't talk about cliche 80s films and not talk about a ninja film. And this is one and this is the at the highlight of just corny 80s ninjas. Um, and it was it was literally canon just throwing I, I believe they even there's even like a movie um, a movie from canon called just ninja hey and then, yeah jack o'halloran was the terror and he was sorry. non in superman too sorry you're right i completely i don't know where i got. I was wrong he's not the other square jaw guy i had him confused there's three now if yeah. you throw in richard keel do you remember the guy who's like the henchman in front night too no he also has a square jaw. Oh, there it's not go. the. Is it the one with the dimple? Kind of, sort of. And he's uh in Tango and Cash and gets a smash. Also, 
this that no 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 that's robert uh, uh and he was in he was in fraud uh, uh, i've met him i met him he played yeah. he was at that festival where our movie played that one time in, in wisconsin that you two didn't go to oh remember yeah he yeah. was he was like the guest of honor no 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 not him also and i know <laughs> you need to know this he plays emil muzz emil muzz from dragnet i won't I want a Snickers bar. I want bubble gum. Oh, God, gum, yeah. Right? And <laughs> your badge or something, something badge kisser. Yeah. <laughs> All I've got is your balls and this drawer. <laughs> right? Yeah. Drag that. And he's That's just a I just that remember. no one talks about anymore. Oh, my God. I just remember now um, we're talking about American Ninja. Now I got that image of, it, of the drawer opening and him getting all sweaty. <laughs> your balls and this drawer. Drawer. Emma Muzz. All right, I'm wrote that, but yeah, go. I'm done talking about American Ninja, guys. Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's it. it, 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 What does he have to do? Why? What? What? what, What's his his quest? What's his? his... He doesn't have a quest. That's the whole reason. It doesn't make a lot of sense. He's just a regular soldier who sneaks off the base at night, and goes ninja no he doesn't even ninja he's just trying to find find a woman but he keeps getting caught in random trouble and he has to use his ninja skills to get out of it and then it all wraps up at the end and on some plantation owner who he has to defeat it it literally makes no sense watch it (laughs) it sucks it's awful try it yeah (laughs) so anyway go ahead this is revolting can i have another all right, who's next? You. You. Oh shit, I don't even have anything. Go, Jane. Oh, I do. Right, I do. I'll I do. Go. It's here. Go, it's go, here. go ahead. Go ahead. Though. All right, in 2009. God, by see... the way, by the way, if the anthology series where we actually knew what we were talking about didn't make any use. Oh, no, this will end up being the biggest <laughs> I've hit. I've seen ever. this one though, guys. I've actually seen this one out of all the ones I've talked about. I've seen this one. Now, you want to hear a deep dark secret? Yeah, I know I've seen it. I can't tell you a damn thing about it and have no recollection. And it only came out in 2009. So you want to hear a funny story? I wonder if it's the one that I was going to bring up at the end that came out in 2009. Go ahead. Probably. So the Wachowski brothers made all the monies from what movies? The Matrix. That's right. Matrices. No, it was Bound. Bound. Yeah, I do love Bound. God, I love Bound. It's a good movie. Anyway. So they they decided to do another film and they could do no wrong. And then they did Speed Racer and they did a bunch of wrong. Oh, I disagree. The problem is, is that Speed Racer doesn't work today, especially not live action. Hey, that film has something very special. What? A monkey? No. Christina Ricci's in it. I'll, I'll give anything my attention for a few minutes of Christina Ricci. I, yeah, don't, I, I don't, no, didn't do it for me. I didn't watch Speed Racer as a kid. So later on, they did produce and write a movie called V for Vendetta that I was very fond of. And in that movie, they got a director named James McTeague. And apparently, at some time, they got this guy to do some stunts. He's Korean, and they think he's amazing. If we ever did a Ninja movie, we should get him. They didn't know that he was popular in South Korea or in Korea. So they kind of made a joke and it was like, well, yeah, somehow or another, they got this piece of shit greenlit. You guys remember Ninja Assassin? It came out in 2009, directed yeah. by James Mateague, who who wrote, who directed V for Vendetta. 
produced yeah. by the Wachowskis. Do you remember it? Yeah, I do. Do you remember parts of it? Parts, vaguely parts, yeah. So you don't really remember it. Nope. I don't either. It originated as a joke. The, the star Rain, he did all of his own stunts. He chose all of his own weapons, had to learn how to use some weapons. So all that's really cool. The problem is, is that they had a green light and guess what they didn't have? A script. <gasps> James, have you ever heard that story before? Someone got Yeah, a green it's called light? Jurassic Park 3. Have you ever heard? Oh, there's <sighs> several more of those examples, but it happens. We got a green light, boys. Studio said, go do it. We're going to go do it. The, so there is a guy, and James, oh, still is right third, up your alley. They still had my third a, favorite Jurassic Park movie. They had a script, James, but the Wachowskis didn't like it, and they needed a guy. And they were about to shoot in a few weeks, and they need they pulled a favor with somebody, James, that you're a huge fan of. And he said, "You know what? I'll do. I'll do it." And he wrote the script in 56 hours. I know it's not Harold Nelson because that never happened. But you're close. J. Michael Straczynski. James wrote it. He went home, brewed a pot of coffee, no joke, and wrote the screenplay, rewrote it in 56 hours and changed the whole plot because there wasn't a plot. There was just all these action scenes. Now, I don't still say there is a plot because I don't remember a plot. I don't remember anything. I remember the trailers kind of and it looking cool, but I don't, V for Vendetta, I remember it vividly. Ninja Assassin, not so much. Well, but V for Vendetta had a plot. I mean, it had something to build off of. That is a phenomenal Alan Moore book. All the orphans in the movie were just random German kids. Which was weird because they filmed in Wisconsin. <laughs> they filmed in Wisconsin, so he's probably more, I don't know. Some of this stuff is just hilarious when I was reading up on this movie. Just wow. found it hilarious. So who's next? James. Oh, yes, I'll James. go because listen, guys, I've got to do a two for I know you're gonna be upset, but you've got to let me do both these at once because I don't want to break up this gestalt. Yeah, American Ninja 2, The Confrontation. No, 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 no. 12 of the best ninja films of all time, Chad. Mm. Not American Ninja. American Ninja. By the well, way, it took I, till I, 2 till it really picked up its scene. By the way, IMDb lists American Ninja now as American Warrior. I know, I saw that. It's, there's, it's been released. American Warrior. Sorry. Um, I'm going to talk about two films. I'm going to start with the 2002 film, and I'll I'll just... I'll I'll read this plot line to to kind of set it up. The Ninja Terminator. No, no. Um, Cyber Ninja. No, no, sir. You're, you're never gonna. Let me just read it. You're gonna guess the title pretty quickly as I read this this plot. Four perky but clueless cheerleaders from the Happy Valley High hamsters are mistakenly blamed by the meddling church ladies. That's an organization, by the way. The church ladies. Uh, for the invasion of the quote internet smuts into their children's rooms the church ladies hire steven a sexually ambiguous teacher from the local parochial reform school to teach the cheerleaders a lesson but the cheerleaders have more than steven to worry about lurking in the shadows is mr x an evil mastermind who is using the cheerleaders as guinea pigs to test his internet zombie domination software that is the plot. Right that. that is the plot. Maybe it is a better plot than what Ninja Assassin. That is the plot to, of course, 2002's epic film written and directed by Kevin Campbell, Cheerleader Ninjas. Now, I know what you're saying about Cheerleader Ninjas. 
seems like I've seen something with that title, but that wasn't the plot. You're probably thinking of the other movie I wanted to talk about. That would be Ninja Cheerleaders. Now, in Ninja Cheerleaders, it's about three college uh, cheerleaders who, after hours, are also go-go dancers, who have to use their martial arts skills to save their sensei from the mafia, Joe. From the mafia. Everybody's got to be hustling. Everybody needs a side hustle. But they also have to keep their extracurricular activities as ninja a secret or they won't get to go to Brown, the Ivy League school. Well, I guess being ninjas is not an approved extracurricular activity, which, by the way, this film highlights an issue. Why is it that they have to be cheerleaders to get to go to Brown, but ninjas aren't accepted at Brown? That's a bias. And I would argue one is more important than the other. Um, both these films don't exactly star anybody major except the 2008 Ninja Cheerleaders, again, not to be confused with Cheerleader Ninjas, has one of the best castings for a sensei ever. Yeah. Because if you're going to cast a diehard sensei in a 2008 film and you want to be responsive, you're going to cast George Takei. And they did. It also stars Eric Stone Street. Most people know him as Modern Family. Well, guess what, kids? In this movie, he plays the character of Beer Gut. Beer Gut? Beer Gut. Yep. Uh, so there you go. I mean, it's, I've not seen either of these films, but I was looking at the list of worst films. And by the way, just as an FYI, um, Cheerleader Ninjas has 2.8 out of 10 stars. Um, Ninja Cheerleaders beats it at having 3.3 stars out of 10. So if you only have time for one gentleman, uh, just burn your eyes with stuff. It'll probably be about the same effect. Um, But I I did not, because this was on a list of worst Ninja films. And I was like, I've never heard of either one of these. And then I read the plot summary and I was like, these movies aren't even similar uh, other than cheerleading and ninja arts but you're right joe it is sad that there's everybody's got to have a side hustle it's not enough to be a cheerleader and go, a university student anymore now no. now you've got to be a ninja you got to fight the mafia I just it's don't a lot man it's just a lot you know our our grandparents didn't have to do that no, you. I, it's the man keeping us down. My grandfather worked in a brickyard. He was never like, "Now nah, I got to work in a brickyard. Now I got to go, you know, martial arts these uh, mafia fellas." Yeah. So, Our, what about you? Only live twice, James. It has a bunch of ninjas in it. It does. It's also one of the most complicated Bond films in retrospect. To it's go, also, it's complicated, and a lot of people call it racist. Is actually the yes, word. yes, racist is what I was go- leading into because it's like, oh, now he he looks Japanese. I'm like, no, that's obviously still Chuck Connery. Like literally, if you brought anybody to that island and went, there's one one British agent hidden amongst these people. It's also the one written by Roald Dahl. I know. I know, but Roald Dahl was a complicated individual as well. Yeah, that's the thing. People talk about all these children's authors and stuff like that. They were all complicated people. Like Dr. Seuss had, I mean, there's some issues with Dr. Seuss, right? Yeah. Roald Dahl lived a terrible life and and suffered a lot. So it's no wonder that really outside, I mean, most of his stories involve kids going through a lot of crap, a lot of terrible things. And not really ending well for them. It's Chad's turn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I want to talk about one that I've talked about previously. 
because I was going to talk about Three Ninjas. And then I remembered I know nothing about that film because that was one of those ones my brothers really liked. I saw it in theaters. I vaguely remember seeing the first one in theaters. I've never even seen Beverly Hills Ninja. Seriously? Mm-mm, I haven't. I'm not, I was never, I like Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live, but I'm not a Tommy Boy or oh, so yeah. fan. I didn't get it. I, I probably think it's funnier now than I did when I was younger. Well, see, uh, I thought Beverly Hills Ninja. I thought Beverly. So I love Tommy Boy. I still do. Um, but Beverly Hills Ninja, I liked when I was younger because Chris Farley was on that way. I watched it a few years ago and I did not find it funny at all. I own the soundtrack. It's actually right down here under my desk. I've got it. Uh, and, and by the way, the Beverly Hills Ninja soundtrack is a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't remember anything about the movie, but. Um, so I'm going to talk about one that I brought up in the past because I found some more interesting stuff about it. Surf ninjas. Yeah, that was actually going to be my next one. But roll on with you, surf ninjas, well, because that Nelson's it, the bad guy, right? Yeah, Leslie Nilsson is the bad guy, who and actually, it stars father and son team of the Reyes. As it says, cutting him off. <laughs> yeah, the Ernie Ernie Reyes Senior and Ernie Reyes Junior. Which, by the way, this apparently killed Ernie Reyes Junior's career. And Ernie Reyes Junior, I don't. He could have done something, in my opinion, but they just didn't give him a credit. I mean, the guy was acting as far back as, what, Red Sonia, mm-hmm. And even before then, I mean, he was a little kid in that movie. And he was flipping all over the place. Very talented man who I did not get the, 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 the career that he should have, in my opinion. Um, but no, it was directed by Neil Israel. Um, and what kills me is... The, go ahead, I didn't Joe. know that. No, Neil yeah. Israel uh, and Pat Proft wrote together. They wrote, uh, they wrote Police Cat. Yeah, I think Bachelor Party. Sorry, uh, I'd have to look on that one. Um, he also wrote "Look Who's Talking." Uh, to uh, did a bunch of stuff for Disney, but yeah, um, yeah, he did Bachelor Party as well. You're right. Also, Tunnel Vision and Breaking the Rules. Um, now, writing credit for this movie goes to Dan Gordon. Joe, do you know who Dan Gordon is? I do not. Neil Israel pulled out of my ass. I don't know Dan Gordon off the top of well, my Well, I'll start with your favorite movie of his. Rambo Last Blood. Oh, God. Uh, it's terrible. Have you guys seen it? It is, it is bad. I, it's I have awful. seen it. It's damn near unwatchable and it's, racist. It's just awful. It's bad it racist. Theaters. It's what is it? 75 minutes? It's just yeah. Now, it's there's, a, there's an extended cut that adds about 25 more minutes to it. Yeah, I think that's the one I saw too. It was bad. It was racist, and it went a little too dark for me. Where I couldn't, I had a hard time getting through it. Do you um, think, by the way, that movie originally ended with him dying? Spoiler, I, if anybody. I mean, yeah, probably, but at the same, or maybe the script did. But yeah, I, and I'm sure, I'm sure some, I'm sure somebody, Sylvester Stallone, got a hold of Dan Gordon's script because that's what I'm going to talk about about Surf Ninjas. I don't know how they. I don't know why Stallone's a better. Sloan is a bet as a better dude than that movie. Yeah. Um, but he also wrote uh Murder in the First, Wyatt Earp, uh 1997's The Assignment. Uh-huh. Uh, uh and it could go on and on. I, he also wrote, you know, he's wrote trash too. He wrote uh movie uh The Passenger 57 and uh Gotcha and but he did write Tank. Anyway, um Dan Gordon uh Tank. originally wrote the script for Surf Ninjas. And then here's, and it was written like a straight action film, which I think would have been cool. But now, unfortunately, they hired Neil Israel. Yeah. And he decided not only to rewrite the script, but also to ask for the help of one Rob Schneider because they are friends. 
so him and Rob Schneider rewrote this film. Rob Schneider got a cast uh, got cast as the as the as the friend who does not fit into this movie at all. Um, I like Rob Schneider though. I, I'm gonna go with Joe. Rob Schneider is to me what Chris Farley is to Joe. I never could get into Rob Schneider. I never I mean, found. There's, there's a hold couple. On, hold on. Can I can I do it real quick? Can I do? Yeah. It? You don't like the sauce? You don't like the sauce? No. The sauce is bad. The sauce is granted. The sauce skit has gone on too long. We we in the sauce skit. In the in the the, the making copies, I, I never did like that. I found him annoying every time he was on the every time his uh, skit came on. Uh, anyway, no. So uh, yeah, they just completely took what was a straight action film and turned it into a kind of goofy kids milk movie, um, and put a whole lot of product placement, which I'll get into. Um, and it, like I said, it stars Leslie Nielsen as the villain, as as a villain who know who does he know karate? Does he not? He still dresses like a samurai. It makes no sense. Uh, he actually scared uh, the kids in the movie because he stayed in character off screen. Which why would you? But he decided to. Um, and yeah, it's about these two kids who are living with their their uncle. Um, who is um, all of a sudden is kidnapped and they find out through a random set of events that they are in a lineage to take over a kingdom uh, and that they have some hidden ability. So Ernie Reyes Jr., who is the older brother, has the ability to fight, to use uh, karate and sword fight. And his little brother can uh, see the future through his game gear. Sega Game Gear, and oh this God, movie this was plot is still going. I and mean, yeah. I'm not being a jackass. It's like you're still explaining this plot. Well, no, I, and I'm I'm leading. I'm getting into it because I want to talk about this. It was also a huge platform for the Sega Game Gear. They thought this movie would catapult that 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 handheld gaming device into the atmosphere. Um, and if you don't know what Game Gear was, everybody's everybody remembers the Nintendo Game Boy, small square box. The Game Gear was a larger you had to hold it with both hands yeah, and it had a color screen and everybody. And they thought that that was, what's going to catapult them off the game boy. Problem is the game gear sucked. And um, we actually, my brother got the game gear and he was really loved. He loved surf ninjas and he got the game. And the funny part is the game does not mirror what's actually played in the movie at all. Uh, they, no, it was that, actually, yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was made another, only for the movie, right? Yeah. It was made only for the movie. Um, and there's some, and there again, there's continuity errors because he's supposed to be playing this game, and it actually has another game inside of the console called Columns. Uh, but yeah, no, it, and the movie just goes, it gets terribly more. Turner is supposed to be cracking jokes, and it's just none of the jokes are are are, are failing, are just failing miserably. And then Rob Schneider tries to come in, and none of the jokes are funny. Um, and uh, the, the 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 tragic part about this, and I'll quit after this, is it actually killed Ernie Reyes's junior during junior's career um he had a three picture deal with new line um after ninja turtles part two because they saw a lot of potential in him from that movie uh, and he was the standout person in that um and surf ninjas was such a terrible failure both critically and commercially that they canceled his contract right after it and he never got it back he never got back to where he was headed after um that standout performance in part two of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hey, can I six degrees of separation this to mix drawn? Sure. All right. Hear me out, Chad. Do you know who was one of the makeup people on Surf Ninjas? No. 
Suzanne Parker Sanders was the main hairstylist makeup person on the set of Surf Ninjas, both hairstylist and makeup artist. She worked on the following. By the way, it's a heck of a career, uh, and, and it may have damaged her career because after she did Surf Ninjas, she did Philadelphia Experiment 2, Man's Best Friend, Night of the Demons 2. But before that, she was on a roll. Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Mick. Um, uh, Wild Force, Wild Force, these were music videos. Uh, Shocker, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Spaced Invaders. Emperor, who's been on the show, directed Texas Chainsaw 3. I'd yeah. say Spaced Invaders. We're yeah. touching a lot of people. I bet a lot of people, maybe we need to have, see if we can track down uh, Suzanne Parker Sanders and have her on the show to give us stories on that. Uh, Critters 3, uh, a Rage in Harlem, Freddy's Dead, Frankenstein, The College Years, and Revenge of the Nerds 3, Critters 4, and Babylon 5. All before Surf Ninjas. And after Surf Ninjas, she was not doing all those bigger <laughs> films anymore. It's so kind of funny. Surf Ninjas end Suzanne Parker Sanders' career? It, I, man, I, I, it, it probably ended a bunch of people's careers because it really is a terrible film. It's, it's, it it's not awful when it came out. I remember the trailers for it thinking, I don't want to see this. I yeah, I had no I had no desire to see it when I was a kid either. But my brothers, it was literally every martial art film from the 80s and 90s I had to watch. You said the uh, the octagon. I had to see the octagon. I've never seen it. Uh, but it's kind of funny you brought up Mick because I was going to bring up Mick earlier about, about Lee Van Cleef because he did work on a movie called Armed Response, which is about Japanese uh, gangsters. And for some reason, Michael Berryman is a Japanese gangster. Hey, we've met like two thirds of the people you just rattled off. I know that's what I was thinking. We, 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 like Michael Bear, we've all we've talked to Berryman. We've hell, I've interviewed him. Yeah, Yeah. leaving the show though, I won't return my calls. I, he's a real stick in the mud, or he's down in the mud. I forget how that works. By the way, oh my god, here's somebody that was not affected by surf ninjas. That would be the first assistant director. And he was also the first assistant director. And by the way, that would be J. Stephen Buck. He was also first assistant director on Alcatraz, Fool's Dance. Let me jump to some we'll actually know. Uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, that one I know. Uh, Highlander 2, The Quickening. Doc Hollywood. Oh, my God. He was first assistant director on Highlander 2 and Doc Hollywood in one year. Um, can you imagine? By I the way, you shot that shot in Doc Hollywood. You all know the shot. Mm-hmm. In 1993, the year of Surf Ninjas, here's the things he was first assistant director on. God, Surf Ninjas. Now. No, no. Surf Ninjas, your favorite film, Life with Mikey, Beethoven Second, and Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones, Jones and me. God, I hate that song. <gasps> Yeah, I do too. Um, nah, I, liked, right me. I liked it when I was younger. I don't care. I don't Who, like who's the band that does that? Counting Crows. Counting Crows. Oh. One, two, so, three. All right, guys. Is there any more ninja stuff? I got to talk. I have one honorable mention, that, and it was the one that I've been, I, I teased earlier. So, James, do you have any to do mine? Well, what I was going to say is, could, could, I, I'm amazed none, none of you all brought this up because on a bunch of the ninja list are a the ninja turtles which i understand 
But G.I. Joe, does G.I. Joe automatically make these lists because there's so few American oh, Ninja films that, oh, it's Snake Eyes, he counts. Yeah. Oh, I, I saw Eyes the and Storm Shadow, I guess. I, I saw the new Snake Eyes film. How, how, was, how it? was it? Was it everything you hoped it would be? Uh, well, let's say one thing me and Joe agree on is that Samara Weaving can do no wrong. That no longer is relevant because G.I. Snake Eyes was terrible. <laughs> Is it, is it even watchable what's it on is it on it's HBO? it's on it's on paramount plus and i guess since uh their merger with mgm and it's on amazon prime as well oh can i talk about one that everybody's forgotten and nobody ever talks about this technically a ninja film what yeah. electra there's a forgotten comic there was book another film. on the list and i that's one that really I, it was oh, on a list of good on ones i mean i'm not being me but it's got a great cast but yeah, it does not. have a great cast, but I don't know anybody who likes it or remembers it. Yeah, I just, I, I, I mean, it was, it, it, it should have been better than it was. It had a story that it could have, have worked. Uh, the other one that I'll mention just in passing, because my son really liked it at the time. Actually, there's two more I want to mention. Uh, the Ninjago movie, the Lego one. Yeah, I watched that. My, my son really liked it uh and the other one uh that i want to mention oh god did i just forget it did i just go blank yes because i always oh. called it ninja go but it's ninjago it's ninjago it's the power of ninjago ninja go oh crap go, I can't ninja, believe go, ninja, go ninja go 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 i forgot chad I'm if it had come back ninja. to me i'll go back, go back to back right. and do c-u-r-t-a-t-m-a power ma yeah. how did you put ma on there did i say ma i don't know i don't think i did um <laughs> yeah so joe mentioned uh i was afraid when joe said 2009 when he was referring to ninja assassin i thought he was going to bring up this one luckily he didn't i, I do want to start off with the catch uh phrase and this is what makes me want to watch it let me pull it up yeah bad jokes bad plot bad dubbing edited together with 100 rolls of sticky tape dracula versus the ninja on the moon <laughs> no i know sounds good i'd try it's that. 46 minutes uh it uh it looks absolutely terrible uh it is uh and it's pretty bad when the cast is neil anderson as the man on the chair stephen andrews as boink uh and mark bigham as toxic puke tv guy this is it's not even funny it's not. It's going. It's absolutely terrible. But for some reason, when I looked up um, ninja films, it came up with Dracula versus the Ninja on the Moon. I must have typed something crazy. I don't know what I did, but it came up, and I'm like, oh my god, this is a thing that exists in the world. <laughs> Sorry, no, no other honorable mentions other than Three Ninjas, but I can't. I haven't I seen think it since I was this topic. Actually, yeah. I, I want to bring up one more that I have actually seen. I have actually seen Chad. You've probably seen it too. You didn't want to bring up Batman Ninja? I, I I saw it. I own it. I didn't care for it. I I I literally was watching it going, I they have managed to squeeze in every anime cliche ever in here. When mm -hmm. they start battling in giant robot Lord Joker. Yeah. I was like, okay, yep, you did I, it. You pulled it off. You fit in everything I, I would expect. Out of I somebody did, going, I hate that choppy animation style that they that that for some people think is artistic and it, it's just terrible. Which um, give me another example. I haven't seen that one. Um, the new Disney cartoons do some of that. I'm wondering if that's the yeah. Same. I'm trying. I'm trying to think off the top. You're catching me. I can't remember off that's the top of my head. Um, 
it reminds me a lot of it's not the same type but it's it's kind of like um oh what's the star wars animated show uh, that it's not rebels it's the one that came up after yeah, Rebels. yeah yeah um shit um ninja assassin no that's not it <laughs> like star Rebel. wars ninja assassin um, anyway <laughs> um but no what you know what does get a shit should get a shout out even though it sounds like it should be terrible batman versus uh batman versus the teenage mutant ninja turtles is actually a, no that was not bad yeah it's actually an entertaining cartoon it's a little darker yes yeah now he we've got that one we own it he's watched I, we actually had to uh he was a little too fatty after that one yeah and for some i, I don't and and james mentions batman ninja it does get a lot of good reviews a lot of people, people love say, it. i mean i remember watching it but literally when i watched it i was with a couple of different people and all of us were like all right or i mean had, it was it was okay it just i didn't even like how they did the joker is nothing nothing was entertaining it for that for me so, so yeah, what were no. you doing with this couple of different people swapping not in the traditional sense no 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 not in the i was we, we were uh watching crap is what we we're doing i mean just killing time all right uh, if you guys. go into the walmart and stand they'll let you watch them tvs they got set up <laughs> oh my god i was in a walmart wednesday is the first time in a long time all right guys thank you all so much this has been bonehead weekly feel free to hate on us about this topic later yeah. we're fine with it it's keep in all- mind it's my fault it's we- not chad's fault we all equally suck <laughs> We will we will talk about actual good martial art films uh, in an upcoming episode. Probably not. We've not seen any. Oh, hey, Kill Bill. Yeah, which technically comes up, and it came up on a couple of ninja lists. Which... Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, is it because of Oreni Shi? I don't know. I don't see that as a ninja film myself. I don't either. All right, this has been Bonehead Weekly. Grrrr. <sighs>